tip today in association with Slattery's of Pecan, your main Peugeot dealer for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Morning, welcome along to Tip Today, 1800 007. That's our free phone number. It won't cost you anything to make a call. Emma is looking after the programme today. Quick look at uh, what's in your headlines this morning. The Irish Independent Sub-Zero Blast brings coldest spell in years. Ireland is uh, to experience sub-zero temperatures from today as an Arctic air mass moves over the country, bringing the coldest weather since Storm Emma four years ago, we're told. The Irish Daily Mail Children's Hospitals at Critical Capacity. Children's Hospitals in Dublin have warned that they're at capacity with a sudden surge of babies born during the pandemic who haven't been exposed to much illness until now and needing treatment as well. The Irish Times, and they're leading with a warning over um, electricity supply, sub-zero temperatures and low wind will combine this week to put the electricity system under pressure with AirGrid expecting the margin between supply and demand to be tight over the coming days. Right across the newspapers today as well, the government uh, apologising to Donald Arosta uh, who was uh, forced to retire from the Defence Forces more than 50 years ago, acknowledging that he was denied fair procedures and agreeing to pay him uh, compensation as well. The Irish Examiner, HSE, keep kids out of school if unwell is the message, message from the HSE, telling parents and principals that children with a fever, cough and sore throat should be kept out of school as the deaths of a four-year-old child from Strep A was uh, confirmed. Also, we're reading on the examiner today, Falja Ireland has warned that significant increases in the cost of hotel rooms are set to continue well into next year. And the warning comes as it was revealed that the head of the tourist body has written to hotels accusing them of causing reputational damage to the industry by charging sky-high prices for hotel rooms. A little bit of price gouging going on there. And uh, the Irish Mirror today, Leo Varadkar, has declined to comment on a video showing him socialising in a nightclub that has gone viral on the internet. Now, the video sparked a flood of comment and debate online. However, the Tornister described it as a personal matter which related to his private life and so was separate from his professional life as a politician. If you want to comment on any of those headlines, we'd love to hear from you. 83 311 Coming up on this morning's show, one tipper every lady becomes the first endometriosis sufferer to get legal cannabis. We'll speak to her in just a moment. Tipperary therapist, a bridging gap for disability services with her brand new book, How to Cope with the Grief of Losing a Pet, particularly at Christmas time. We'll be hearing from uh, Katrina Morrissey of the Farmer's Journal. Muriel Cuddy will be with us live in studio with our health slot and we have a little uh, piece of down your way on the way to 1800-938-007. Now a woman living with uh, endometriosis in Tipperary is believed to be the first to receive a ministerial licence for cannabis prescription to treat pain associated with this condition. Amy Brown, who is expecting her first legal cannabis delivery tomorrow, joins me right now. Amy, good morning to you. 
Good morning, Fran. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome indeed. And I know you've had a poor night, so I won't keep you all that uh, long, Amy. But first of all, could you just tell us, because we might be too sure, what exactly is endometriosis? So it's a condition where tissue similar to the lining of the womb, but not quite the same, grows in other organs of the body. So it's been described as the most aggressive benign disease there is with no cure. Can you tell me how you've suffered with this? I mean, what have the symptoms been over the years? Is it pain mostly? Yeah, so pain, um, back pain, pelvic pain, joint pain, shoulder pain. Um, then I've obviously a lot of women would have really, really severe periods where they're very heavy and unmanageable. And then I suppose as well myself, I suffer quite a lot with nausea and vomiting and then like constipation or diarrhea. So it all very much depends on the day. Um, it's It can be cyclical in some of the symptoms in that every two weeks or so I'd have really bad sciatica and that's because I'd be ovulating or due or, you know, so some of it is cyclical and some of it is all month round, unfortunately. Did it take quite some time for you to get a diagnosis on this, Amy? Yeah, so I wasn't diagnosed until I was 21 and I was telling my story for a while thinking that my symptoms began when I was 11, when I got my first period. But it was only after years of getting my notes under the Freedom of Information Act and going back and looking at my history that I discovered I was actually hospitalised three times between the age of 8 and 11 for the same symptoms and I was going to go on to ruin my teens and 20s. And, and at that stage, what were they telling you that you had? How did they describe your condition? They just kept saying that I was very unfortunate that some people just suffer this way, some people just have heavy periods. Then they'd say that it was like maybe it was all in my head. Maybe I was just over anxious and maybe the pain wasn't really that bad. I mean, there was teachers in the school that told my mom, look, Amy has her periods the same as everyone else. She's just going to have to get on with it. And like I was fainting. <laughs> I was passing out with the pain and, you know, they were having to send me home all the time. And that my mom even got berated for believing me, you know. My God, and this must have affected your mental health, Amy, did it? significantly yeah significantly especially as a young teenager like I, I was put on the contraceptive pill at 11 and for 10 years then I was given every hormonal treatment on the market so like I've said before I deal with women now on a one-to-one basis in their 30s and 40s experiencing all these trial and error medications and their mental health has fallen apart so it, it really kind of signifies for me how much I was put through as a teenager and like how little support I had, you know. Um, in terms of, I mean, you say every medication um, out there you've tried at some point or other, but the side effects of some of that must have been uh, considerable, was it? Yeah, so the side, that's the hardest part really of trying the various medications is you're so desperate to find something that's going to help you only to end up taking something that actually causes symptoms that are worse than the ones that you're trying to get rid of in the first place. You know, so it's it's really, really difficult to, like when you're, you're trial and error and all these medications. And like a lot of them had me feeling like a zombie. I Like I wasn't present. The antidepressants made me feel very numb. You know, I'm not knocking them for, for people know, yeah. that they work for, don't get me wrong. But for me personally, it, it just, it wasn't right for me. And 
I was constantly asking and constantly bringing up the conversation about cannabis, but unfortunately I was met with a lot of rejection and a lot of stigma. How did it come about then that you will be able to access medicinal cannabis? How, how did that come about? So I suppose when the Medicinal Cannabis Access Programme was introduced, I was very interested in how it was going to play out. And so I done a hell of a lot of research and made sure that I was well-versed in, in what was happening. So I understood that I don't qualify for the Medical Cannabis Access Programme, but discovered that I could go the ministerial licence route if I could access the pain consultant to agree to prescribe it and to oversee the treatment. So that was the hardest hurdle, to be honest, because I'm sure you know yourself the waiting list sure. for consultants yeah. are extremely long. Uh, the first one I waited for for five years told me to emigrate if I wanted to use cannabis. My so God. I said, well, that's fine for me. But what about the other 10 women who could benefit significantly from this option? You know, I can't just abandon them. Like So anyways, I carried on and I waited and waited and got another appointment with a different clinic. And this guy agreed to hear me out. And he said, look, we'll go your route if you choose to go mine first. And we'll see if the procedures that I can do might help. So I agreed to that. That was fine. And unfortunately, this, I think it was three procedures I had with him didn't help. And so he stuck to his word then and decided that he would apply for the ministerial licence on my behalf. And we got it. So it's amazing. It's fantastic. Now, I know that it's very costly. So how will you get around that, Amy? Well, it's €216 uh, for the prescription that I'm on at the moment for a month. If my dosage increases by a gram a day, that will go €216 over the month. Do you know, that's for 30 grams. So if I go from one gram a day to two grams, it's going to double. If mm. I go from one to three, it's going to triple. So that is going to be quite problematic moving forward. But I'm keen that we're going to be successful with getting the government to listen and include it on the drug payment scheme because I'm going to save them a fortune on all the opioids that I won't be prescribed anymore. And also... I have a medical card that I didn't pay for those opioids in the first place. So I don't know why they expect me now all of a sudden to have money for this cannabis medication on a means-tested disability payment, do you know? And would it it not come in under that chronic illness um, uh, payment that's out there? I wasn't aware of a chronic illness payment. I'm aware of an additional needs payment and I'm going to go that avenue and try and get some help. But no, I wasn't aware of the... Well, I know that if you have diabetes, for example, it's seen as being a chronic illness and a long-term illness and you get your meds uh, for free in that case. So does it come in under that, I wonder, in in some fashion? I'll certainly look into it, Fran. That's another avenue you know, for me to research. Yeah, it might be Thanks well worth a having a look at. Are you pretty sure that this will help you? I mean, are there uh, is there much research out there, Amy, around this, for example? Yeah, so there's lots and lots of research. In Canada, they actually run workshops for patients to explain to them which strain of cannabis is most effective for which symptoms and which way to consume it. Because there's many ways to consume cannabis and it comes in many forms. Mm. So the, the answer to your question is yes, it will help 100%. I know it will because of my own anecdotal evidence over the past 15 years. Cannabis has been my only consistency. But sadly, I was I was sourcing it on an unregulated market and I ran the risk of 
running into the Gardaí or, mm. you know, yes, of jail sentence. So but but it did help you, Amy. It did help straight away, did it? It helped immensely with physical pain, with emotional anguish, with PTSD, with anxiety, with social stuff. Wow. It, it's helped me in, in more ways than I can even express. But, you know, I suppose the, the thing is, I'm finally being recognised in the eyes of the law as a legal patient. Yes. I have my diagnosis for endometriosis for nine years now, and it's only now that I'm actually recognised as a legal patient. I was still breaking the law as a patient for all those years. So my goal is to, to empower other women to come forward and to speak out about their cannabis consumption because there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be stigmatised for, and no one else has to live and walk in our shoes in that much pain every day. So nobody else should have a say on our bodily economy and what we choose to consume to feel better. Absolutely. Um, can I finally ask, Amy, the toll on your life? Would would I be speaking to a very, very different Amy Brown if you didn't suffer with endometriosis? Oh, absolutely. Like the, the trajectory of my life has completely changed because of my condition. And look, I am not. I don't regret it. Like it's, I suppose I like to think that I'm turning my pain into power. I'm helping so many women out there, like what I'm doing with advocacy and stuff. And, you know, I'm doing social care work. I'm in, in the middle of a degree, a, a bachelor's degree. Right. And I don't think that that education or my passion would be fueled as much if I hadn't gone through so much, you know. And then the team in Romania, I went there three years ago for surgery, for multidisciplinary um, excision surgery. And it really gave me a chance at life again. So I'm going back again now in two weeks. Unfortunately, the, the chronic pain and the symptoms have resurfaced quite significantly this year. And I'm worried about the disease having regrown on my diaphragm. So the surgery is booked. I head over to Romania Sunday week. I'll be there for Christmas by myself. But I've been saying it's worth sacrificing this Christmas to hopefully have a future of, of more manageable pain. And I have a GoFundMe at the moment running to get the folds up for that. So um, hopefully all going well. And tell me about that GoFundMe. Fund me. How can people help you out there, Amy? So on all my social media, I have a link tree link that brings you to all the advocacy work I've done, and the GoFundMe is in here. Or they can simply Google GoFundMe and the name Amy Brown, or even endometriosis, and I'm sure it will come up. All right. Well, we wish you the very, very best. And I know that it was a struggle for you to talk to me today because you're feeling a little unwell, Amy. But thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And the very best of luck to you, Amy. Thank you, Fran. Thank we you. appreciate you covering the topic as well. It, it means the world. Thanks. Have a great day. You, thank you, you too, Amy. Thank you and a happy Christmas to you. That's Amy Brown speaking to us there. The first endometriosis sufferer to get legal cannabis. 1800-938-007. Back in a moment. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. 